guys, I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. How does it tie in? You sound like a real nerd. I'm grooving. Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. Thank you, India. Thank you, Terror. It's right to say I thank you for my days. I want to thank you. Thank you for being a friend. I'm bound to thank you for it. It is another edition of the Channel Partners podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am the executive editor of Channel Partners and Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, the man who will be a Grinch this holiday season, if you take his bacon, our director of business development, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? Whoa, 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 Craig. You better not come between myself and my holiday bacon. I mean, everyone knows, hands off! But uh, let me tell you, Craig, it's good to be back, brother. I'm guessing you picked all these songs I'm hearing in the background because you're thanking me for putting up with all of your shenanigans for another year, no? Uh, no. We all know it's you who should be thanking me, and at the very least, our friend Digi, our digital services robot mascot, you do this. I hear you, Digi. Delusions of grandeur. Kevin, obviously we're rocking these thank you songs to thank our listeners for putting up with us for yet another year. Aha! Uh-huh. That makes a lot more sense, Craig, though I'm not sure why you had to bring Digi into it or call me a doofus on live radio for that matter. But anyway, <laughs> this is probably also the right time and vehicle to thank all the attendees, exhibitors, and sponsors from our two, well, well, wait a minute, now three, thanks to our first European foray, events in 2019. That's right. Let's also give a huge round of applause. <laughs> not not now, Kevin. My bad. <sighs> huge round of applause, figuratively, to all those that tune into Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures year-round and our media sponsors that make it all happen. Yes, Craig. Let's also not forget our channel industry analyst partners and friends as well, providing the channel and channel partners with research, data, insights, and the forecasts we all needed to succeed in 2019. Nice segue, Kevin. I see what you did there. As that brings us to one of our more personal, and how the heck did that just happen? Thank yous for the year. Oh, yeah, Craig? Why is that? Well, Kevin, it's because respected industry analyst, maybe formally respected after we announce this, and friend of the channel, Jay McBain, shortlisted this little podcast we do here every few weeks as one of the best, that's right, the best channel podcasts of 2019. Wait, what? That really happened? We've made a shortlist? I cannot confirm nor deny that. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jay McBain. Thank you, listeners. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. No, not you, Digi. The guy behind you. All right, tone it down a bit, Kevin. A couple things I want to say about that. Uh, first of all, you might be on a short list, but nobody's ever accused me of being on the short list. Let, let's start with that. <laughs> uh, I guess that's for sure, Craig. Secondly, um, I don't know if you know something I don't, but I'm pretty sure we don't have it in the budget to give everybody even 
the few listeners we have a car. Oh, Craig, you you know us salespeople. We 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 don't believe in expense budgets. <laughs> That's for sure. And another question for you, buddy. Does this finally mean that we're out of the rectangle of mediocrity as we head towards 2020? No, I don't think so. I, I think it gets us closer to maybe the middle top of the rectangle of mediocrity. But, you know, we're not quite in the Premier League, to use a uh, soccer reference, if you will. We're, we're still in bracket two. So it's sort of like a Gartner quadrant uh, where it depends where you are in the box. We actually just moved a little to the right or to the left or yeah. top or bottom, which, whichever is better. A right? little up and to the right. Uh, yes. Maybe, maybe yeah. depending on which box. In all seriousness, Kevin, it was quite an honor to be placed on that list with so many other great podcasts and channel disruptors. Totally agree, Craig. And I think we both know the real reason we're on that list or any list that's regarding something relatively positive. That's right, Kev. It's our guests. And let me tell you, folks, we have quite the lineup for today. Leaders and channel legends from both PAX 8 and Vonage. These two gents are sure to keep us in the running for a list of the top 60-plus podcasts next year, Craig. <laughs> what do you say we bring in our first channel legend so the audience keeps listening for just a bit? That is a great idea. But speaking of keeping the audience listening, it's time for what we in showbiz, something you know nothing about, Kevin, refer to as a teaser. Hmm, teaser. Like that kid who picked on me in the third grade? Or, or, or was that last year? Exactly proving my point of your ignorance. No, Kevin, more like the fact that we will have our latest Coffee with Craig and Kevin movie trailer. Ooh. Or should I say movie trailer? Coming up between our two phenomenal guests, and let's just say that it's out of this world. Ah, I get it. And stay tuned all the way to the end, podcast audience, because Craig and I have teed up a channel twist on a holiday song classic. It might not be audibly beautiful, but let's just say that it rings true and, and has some heart. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, so enough about us. Let's bring in a channel expert that might help everyone actually learn something of value on this podcast. Let's do it, Greg. All right, Kevin, really excited to welcome in our first guest. He is Andrew Pryfogel, Chief Market Development Officer with PAX 8. Andrew, how are you? Doing great, Craig. Good to be on. Hey, glad to have you on the show. Now, a lot of people probably know you from your days at Intellisys, but earlier this year, you jumped over to PAX 8, and a part of the reason for that was a topic that we're going to be discussing a lot on this podcast, and that was convergence. So talk about that. Yeah. You know, it might be helpful, Craig, to give a, a little bit of color on PAX 8, how it's different from kind of a, a, a traditional master agency that so many of us know uh, and love, right? PAX 8's been around since 2012, and they've been uh, selling through the MSP community for the past seven years with a ton of success. Uh, today, uh, nearing 9,000 MSPs uh, that are contracted with PAX8. Uh, well over 5,000 of those are active that are selling services uh, through the PAX8 relationship. But if you look at that community of partners, they're they're growing like a uh, just like a weed right now. It's amazing to see the growth, and and, that, and we're very very excited about that. But these are MSPs that their value proposition is is traditionally built around the idea that we're going to be your entire outsourced IT department for a company, right? We're going to you you come to us, we wrap all of our services around it, all of our expertise, 
will give you all of your software licenses, uh, any SaaS application needs to be delivered to you, more and more wrapped around a monthly recurring revenue model, which is really, really important to MSPs. But a lot of MSPs haven't yet branched out into other telco-related services, whether it be connectivity or a booming market like SD-WAN or UCAS or Cloud Contact Center. They haven't gone into those uh, those those pools of revenue yet and have been focused really on just the outsourced IT support value prop. And so I was intrigued with Pax8 for a few reasons, Craig. The, the growth is phenomenal. They've got uh, well over a million seats of Microsoft sold in the, in the past uh, 12 months. We're adding uh, anywhere from 100 to 140,000 seats a month of, uh, of Microsoft seats today, wow. every single month. And we have a growing portfolio now, uh, close to 40 vendors that are all kind of adjacent services to the Microsoft ecosystem that our partners are selling in mass now. And we've grown from uh, just in my time alone, I think we've added um, just in the past four months, about 80 employees will be close to 400 employees this year uh, and close to 600 employees by the by this time next year. And the growth is, is 100% through the channel, right? But the, but the opportunity that I got intrigued by is, is not just the remarkable growth that they're already experiencing, that momentum, um, but the unique position they're in to really help partners of all stripes get access to more and more spend with end-user customers. We believe there's a great opportunity to enable our MSP community to sell into the, into the telco world. And we're already seeing, on the flip side, a lot of opportunity for agents to capture uh, a lot of the Microsoft spend that they've been leaving on the table for a long time. And so that that convergence of of kind of partners playing in, in each other's backyards, you know, we we recognize that the partner community is is booming right now. That partner uh, that customers more and more want to procure through the channel. But we also understand that that uh, partners want to be able to sell the way they want to sell. There are services that that make sense in the traditional MSP world. There are services that make sense in kind of the telco agent world. And we want to enable partners to sell the way they want to sell. So we're going to support both motions. Andrew, that's great. And, and you know, you mentioned all this growth and partners selling into, you know, what we would call, you know, each other's space, almost the IT channel going to the agent channel and the agent channel going IT. So what are promoters like yourself and Pax8 of Convergence doing if we can dive a little deeper to facilitate this type of growth and eliminate the natural barriers that do keep these two channels traditionally separate? Yeah, sure. Well, I think uh, there's a lot of things programmatically, right? For example, um, there. let's take an MSP that's been selling a ton in, in, in Microsoft or in data backup or business continuity solutions. Security is a huge, huge uh, and growing area for our practice as well. And if they're doing all that stuff today, but they haven't really built a bench around, say, UCAS, right? They haven't, they, maybe they've shied away from selling connectivity because it feels, um, feels like it's kind of difficult, ugly business, right? And they don't want to mess up their 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 big dollar MSP contract with a customer over a missed FOC date on a circuit. Mm-hmm. So um, so we we understand that there's a way then for that MSP to say, listen, I, I'm going to continue to have this resale relationship uh, for all the stuff that's core to my business that that I know how to I know how to support, I know how to implement, um, I know how to bill, and uh, and that's that's the relationship I own with the customer. But I'm now going to add on this other stuff in an agent motion, 
because um, there's money to be made there and my customers need it and I need to be able to provide a complete solution to the customer. So I'm going to I'm going to agent for some of this other stuff that I don't have that practice built for. And I'll make a recurring revenue commission on that on that business every single month. Well, we're, we're going to enable that in a variety of ways. One is um, uh, through education, and that should be no surprise with my background. We're I'm a big, big believer in the, the power of education and, and education done right that uh, will absolutely translate into results. And, and that's, that's been our history. And we're doing that right now. We're building out a, a world-class education platform. We do mission briefings and boot camps all over the country that pull in uh, hundreds of MSPs that come to get smarter on a variety of technologies, whether it's selling into the Microsoft Azure space or uh, into uh, the collaboration space with Microsoft, or what will what will soon become kind of the telco opportunity that MSPs are are waking up to, right? So through education and enablement and and support internally with Pax8, uh, that wingman support that w- when a partner calls and says, hey, I think I have an opportunity for a UCAS deal. Can you guys help? We're staffed to do that, right? So I think that's where we have to really educate partners on on MSPs specifically on how to really go after all this other revenue opportunity that they've um, uh, that they've been missing out on for, for a large part. On the flip side, we're already uh, building a, uh, a fantastic community of agents that really have a desire to move up market into bigger and bigger deals driven by the Microsoft conversation, which is dominating so much of the IT dialogue right now. So um, we know that when a company has two, 300 employees, 500, 1,000 and more employees, they more than likely have a very robust internal IT department. So they're not looking necessarily for the traditional all-in MSP package, if you will. What they're looking for is a co-managed partner, somebody that can come in and help them procure licenses from Microsoft and others more efficiently, can help resolve a lot of the concerns they have around around audits and, and overpaying for licenses over a contract or the turn up and turn down of users and, and, and all the, the different moving parts around that. Well, we're uniquely positioned to help those medium enterprise customers dramatically simplify their IT environment through through the Pax8 engine and the Pax8 portal. And so we're also going back to education, we're investing a ton to educate agents on how do you have yet again another new type of conversation, right? And I think that's what this agent community has always blown me away with is think over the years, guys, how, how many times we've had to recreate ourselves, right? Um, how many times did agents have to learn a brand new technology, a brand new uh, conversation path with a customer? And how many times we've gotten really good at it and generated a ton of revenue because of that? Um, I think this is this is another chance for agents to get smart uh, around the Microsoft ecosystem that's blowing up right now and leverage that into some really, really big uh, revenue growth for their businesses. That is some really good stuff, Andrew. I wanted to uh, let our audience know before we get too much farther into this, uh, one of the reasons we're discussing Convergence today is that you're going to be participating in a panel on stage, the keynote stage at the upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo, uh, talking about this very topic. And uh, a lot of people who were at the Channel Partners Evolution event uh, this past fall uh, saw you and some other folks on stage discussing this uh, in the expo hall it wasn't quite the grand uh, presence that it will have at the upcoming show 
But it was a uh, it was a pretty hot topic, uh, to say the least. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say they got spirited. Would that be a fair? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. There was definitely a grand presence there, Expo Hall or not, Greg. <laughs> there was, yes. There were a few uh, few words that were dropped that uh, I don't think we can uh, say on this podcast so the FCC will come after us. Uh, so it'll, it'll be a little toned down, uh, no doubt, uh, on the keynote stage, but we still plan on having a pretty spirited uh, discussion from, from you, and then we'll also yeah. have folks on the, on the no side. So I sure. wanted to ask you... Uh, you talked about it a little bit, but can you give us an example, maybe a real world uh, specific example of a customer, an MSP or a telco agent who has sort of crossed the boundaries there and sold some of the services they don't traditionally sell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's talk about that because I think some of the spirited discussion that we have around around convergence, I think it's gets uh, kind of wound up in this idea of a business model. Right. Like um, MSPs, they get a buy rate, they market up to the customer, they they resell it at, at their price with their support, their billing and MSPs love that model. Right. On the other hand, agents, they don't want to bill, they don't want to support, they just want to sell. I, I don't believe you're going to see a whole bunch of agents saying, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I want to go ahead and I want to learn how to bill and support customers. I think there's some of that on the periphery, but that's not the that's not the majority, right? I don't, I don't see that trend happening. However, I do see MSPs more and more adopting the agent model for some services that aren't core to their business. So I think I think there is some of that convergence happening with MSPs moving into the agency world on products and services they don't want to sell and support, right? Pardon me, they don't want to bill and support. But where the convergence clearly is happening in my mind um, is really driven by the end customer. And I think it's always really important that we focus back on that, guys. It, it, why does this matter to the end customer, right? What's the end customer experience going to be? And if we look at, um, you know, customers, I've used this analogy before, they, you know, a business owner doesn't wake up one morning and say, man, I have this, I have this really big technology problem and I, I really need some advice on how to solve it. I need somebody to come in with some expertise on, on how to solve this problem. I think I'll call an MSP. Or I think I'll call an agent. That's not the question. That, that's not the you know. That's not what they're thinking. What they're thinking is, who do I trust? Who do I trust to solve that problem? And and, and frankly, there are tons and tons of examples on both sides of this, right? Where MSPs are absolutely the the trusted source for that that end customer, and that's who they're going to call because that's who they they lean on for all their technology questions. But guys, there's a ton of customers out there that make that same exact phone call to an agent because that's who they trust. And we, again, we want to enable partners to be able to sell services across the entire gambit of, of technology that customers are consuming. And we want to do that in the business model that they're most comfortable with. And more and more, that's becoming kind of a hybrid conversation. So I think that's where the convergence is happening. I think if you look at um, you know partners of ours today, that uh, have been selling, for example, in the traditional agency world, but are moving aggressively into these new opportunities. We, we got a growing list of those. We had 20 or so of those partners in Denver at a council that we held in August that um, uh, was two and a half days that the, these people went went deep on what this new opportunity is. And we've got dozens now that have signed up with Pax8 in that program, and it's growing every day. Uh, because they're recognizing, these are traditional agents, they're recognizing that there are, are thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to be made in monthly recurring revenue 
by tapping into the Microsoft ecosystem. And we're enabling that to happen. And that is a that is a market that traditionally has been dominated by MSPs um, and the agents really haven't played effectively in. And that is starting to change now, especially up market. We think agents are uniquely positioned because uh, over the over the past few years, they've proven that they can go up market into bigger, more complex deals. The uh, agents are moving into kind of that medium enterprise space. And, and that's where there's lots of business pain that customers have that we can help uh, agents solve for. MSPs are booming right now in, in kind of the under 300 market, right? Uh, the, the customers that have 50 employees, 100 employees that say, hey, I don't want to continue to staff up IT. I want to move all of IT off to a trusted partner to manage all of that for me. And if there's a way for them to also manage my telco services, my my SD-WAN solution, my contact center, my UCAS deployment, all around my collaboration platform, right? If I, if I can have MSPs do that, that's even better. So we're seeing lots of evidence of both MSPs moving in, into the other the other opportunities and agents doing the same. So Andrew, I love the way you broke it down from the client perspective there. And I think that's something a lot of the partners on either side should listen to because the end user customer isn't often saying, hmm, I need cybersecurity. Do I call my MSP or do I call my agent? Or I need uh, remote connectivity Do I and redundancy. Do I call my MSP or do I call my agent? Being able to do it all or at least speak well to it all is extremely important. And I, I think that's one of the lessons uh, we could all learn here today. But speaking of lessons, you know, what do you want partners of all types to take away from your, Craig wrote the word argument in this <laughs> question here, but I think I'll go with spiritual debate or <laughs> so, during the upcoming keynote panel at Channel Partners in Las Vegas. Yeah. Spirited debate. Yes. Spirited. Uh, that's the word I'm yeah, looking for. Spiritual yeah, is a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, but oftentimes these uh, conversations do move into almost a you know they have the form of kind of a religious debate, right? So That's people, right. <laughs> they, this is this they they believe this deep in their souls. So I I get that, and uh, um, you know I think the advice that I give to partners is num- number one, uh, don't be afraid of this. Um, there are the opportunity in front of us is so incredibly massive. It, it's it's nuts. There's room for an exploding MSP market to be extremely successful and continue to see rapid growth. At the same time, there's room for agents to move into that market in kind of that medium enterprise space and start to see record growth there as well. You know, the evidence is clear. In customers uh, would prefer to buy through the channel. They have a better experience. They get access to better resources. They feel like they get better better pricing. The channel is routinely beating the direct sales teams of these carriers. And um, and that's because customers prefer to buy that way. I remember four or five years ago, you know, if you look at Ring Central as a great example, Ring Central had somewhere less than five percent of their revenues coming through the channel just just four or five years ago. In the last report that I saw publicly, the channel accounted for over 65% of their revenues now. And that's where the majority of Ring Central's growth is coming from by a long shot is, is through the channel, right? So the channel should be very proud of that. And, and I would use the channel as a broader term, which by the way, includes multiple business models. It includes MSPs, it includes agents, it includes 
you know, uh, uh, trusted advisors and telecom consultants and and business consultants and business advisors, a lot of people that are out there having these types of conversations with customers. So, so the first thing is the opportunity is massive. Don't be afraid to embrace convergence. That'd be the first. Um, the second is get smart about this stuff, right? Um, you don't have to become expert at Microsoft or you don't have to become expert at at SD-WAN or, or UCAS. Carriers are providing a tremendous amount of resources to help you get smarter on that. And then there are companies like PAX8 that are investing very, very heavily in education that is purpose-built for salespeople to have technical conversations to go close this type of business, right? And so I think the other piece of advice is carve out time every day, every week, every month where you're getting smarter on all these new technologies that may not be in your wheelhouse today. We've seen how partners that that make that commitment to education, how they can transform their business. I hear stories about this every single day from partners. You know, people that come to me and say, hey, Andrew, I, I used to just sell circuits a few years ago, and now my entire business has transformed into cloud. And it's getting me into bigger deals. It's getting me into, into stickier customer relationships, right? My revenue is growing exponentially, and it's all because I got smart on how to sell cloud services. Um, this is the next iteration of that, man. So that'd be my other piece is just keep investing in education. Um, it's it's a really, really important part. And those that do that are going to win big. It's a great topic. It's going to be a great spiritual discussion. As you said, <laughs> bring your minister, rabbi, priest, imam <laughs> to the Channel Partners Conference and Expo uh, coming up in March. We're looking forward to that uh, discussion. Andrew, thanks for your time today. Good luck uh, here in the last couple of weeks of 2019 at PAX 8, and uh, we'll be talking again in the new year. Thank you, Kevin. Craig, thank you very much. Good selling. Craig, as always, phenomenal stuff there from Andrew. Uh, that convergence debate is definitely going to be one of the most anticipated sessions in Las Vegas next year. Andrew and the team at PAX 8 definitely have a lot to say on the pro side of convergence. Yeah, you've got that right, buddy. Looking forward to that. In addition to the 300-plus sponsors and roughly 6,500 total participants that will be with us in Las Vegas under the proverbial big talk at Channel Partners Conference and Expo. That's coming March 9th through the 12th. <coughs> shameless plug. Well, ho! Way to sneak that in there, Craig. Speaking of shameless plugs, the holidays are filled with their share of winter blockbuster movies, and the trailers are certainly taking a lot of airtime on the old television there, sir. That is for sure, Kevin. And as you know how we always like to be in the spirit of the season, if you will, we're back with our latest Craig and Kevin movie trailer. And this time, we're boldly going where no podcast has gone before. Can't wait! Hit him with it, CG! This holiday season, Channel Partners' own Coffee with Craig and Kevin will take you boldly where no other podcast... <clears throat> That's the line, really? Podcast? Seems odd. Anyway, <clears throat> where no other podcast has gone before. Hey, Craig, you're not going to believe it, man. I just had an epic idea. Uh, what the heck are you doing, bro? I'm just immortalizing my championship fantasy football roster in life-size bronze statues. In between my time as executive editor for Channel Partners, I'm also an award-winning sculptor. No big deal. You said something about an original idea for a change? Uh, 
Uh, well, that's surprising, but yeah, I do have one. In 2020, let's really take our podcast to the next level. I mean, really raise the bar, as in podcasting from space. Hmm, seems completely reasonable to me, but how do we convince the execs? Think about it. The entire channel talks about being leaders within their respective space. But we're not just going to be in our own respective space. We're literally going to be the only ones, wait for it, actually in space. In a movie plot this far-fetched, one can only hope that half of the adventure is just getting there. Are you sure you're really ready to bargain with Elon Musk? Come on, Craig. I negotiate 10 by 10 booth sales over breakfast. I think I can easily handle this titan of Tesla. So Elon, what do you say we uh, borrow a rocket, take it to space, and make you, Elon Musk, the first interview on the legendary Coffee with Craig and Kevin Galactic Edition? No. Well, okay then. 100 billion it is. You take checks. I can't believe this is happening, Kevin. We're about to launch out of the rectangle of mediocrity right through the circle of excellence to the orbit of outstanding. Uh, Craig? Shouldn't you be in the cockpit? If I'm back here, and you're back here, then who the heck is piloting this thing? DJ! With two idiots and a fake robot running things, space, as we know it, will never be the same. Kevin, we're ready to roll here. This is what we came all the way up here for. Wait, is it up? Maybe it's all the way out here for? Hmm, up here? Out here? Who cares, Craig? This is awesome. Check out how this space bacon floats. Just air swimming to it is half the fun. My headset's on, man. Let's do this. Uh, Kevin, you're getting a little close to the trash pod shoot. Maybe let that last piece go? Never! Oh no! My headset just went into orbit! And now... Oh no! The bacon! I have to get those back, Craig. Find my coordinates. Don't leave me behind! Ah! Kevin? Kevin? Wow, what a moron. Digi, any read on Kevin's coordinates? You're right. We should probably leave him out there forever. My only real concern on that is, what would Earth think once we got back? Craig? Craig, can you hear me? Kevin, is that you? It is, my friend. I got the headset, and more importantly, I ate the bacon. But I think I've space jumped too far. What, what are you saying? I'm saying, and I can't believe this, you need to let Digi take my place. Podcast with him from space, Craig. Head home. Become legends. With what I'm looking at now, I'm ready to go. These rings of Neptune, Craig, they're so, they're so beautiful. Don't talk like that, Kevin. Though I must correct you, I believe Saturn is the planet with the rings. Come on. Whatever, Craig. Astrology was never my thing. Again, incorrect. It's astro- never mind. Digi, set course for Saturn. We can save him. I told you this cockamamie plan would never work, Craig. But you guys had to be cowboys! Digi? When did you start speaking with a Russian accent? I don't know. I saw it in a dumb movie called Armageddon. Kevin, 
Hang in there. We're coming. It's okay, Craig. I'm ready to go. Remember me. Remember the podcast. Ooh, find another piece of bacon in my helmet. The adventure is just beginning. Will they get there? Will they save Kevin? Does anyone on Earth actually care? Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Podcastians of the galaxy. In theaters. Hopefully never. Is it of the galaxy? Or in the galaxy? Neither sounds right. Oh, we're still recording? Now that's a movie trailer, Kevin. I'll be first in line, along with my parents, to see that movie. For sure, Craig. And I'll be begging my kids to go see it with me. You know someone that's had an out-of-this-world year that has no trouble getting people to come see them? I'm guessing it's our next guest and channel expert. You must have the force or something. All right, Kevin, time to welcome in our next guest. He is the channel chief from Vonage, Mario DeRiggi. Mario, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? Absolutely fabulous. Great to have you on the podcast. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to you. Appreciate you inviting me once again. These are uh, these are great events that I love participating in. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Let's start off by asking you a little bit about uh, Vonage with its nearly 20-year history now, of course, starting in VoIP, then business communications, cloud, UC, etc. You've just revitalized your brand as a B2B SaaS company. Uh, can you tell us why Vonage did that and what it means to partners? Sure. Uh, first of all, we're really excited here uh, at Vonage about our brand revitalization and that and actually the future of Vonage. Through nearly 20 years, you know, we've been in constant change and disruption in the technology space. Vonage has been leading through the change. With this brand revitalization, we are presenting a company that's reunited to profoundly change business communications. And we want to demonstrate that as our leading position in the B2B communication space as the SaaS leader. You know, if you look over the year, last few years, Vonage has really brought together uh, the undisputed leaders in unified communications, contact center, the API world, and video. You know, we brought all these uh, applications under one roof, and now we have it under one brand. As one Vonage, we have a single global platform that resonates with customers and partners, enabling businesses to communicate seamlessly and transform customer experience. Not only that, but with the new One Vonage platform that this brand revitalization brings everything under, we have built the world's most flexible cloud communication platform. And really this platform is designed to collab for collaboration, communication, and really experience for uh, needs of all businesses. That's outstanding. And, you know, one place where everyone saw this new One Vonage brand was at the Channel Evolution Europe event that was held earlier this month, where Vonage was a sponsor and exhibitor. Thank you so much for the support. I understand that Vonage used the event to launch your international channel as well. A lot of big doings going on over there. What's the opportunities for companies like yours that set up shop in the UK? Yeah. So first of all, fantastic event that was put on by your organization. We really thought we got a tremendous amount of value out of it. So I uh, just want to throw that in because we Thank really, you. Really did get a, a good showing there. Excellent. Check is in the mail, Mario, Ooh. by the way. <laughs> no need for any check. Just keep bringing in the partners so we can keep telling our message. Awesome. <laughs> deal. deal. Yeah. And you know, it's if I look at where we are in the industry and where Vonage is evolution, you know, as we continue to move forward under one single Vonage brand, we need to really go out and communicate that brand, not just to a, you know, specific geographic region where North America, for instance, where our channels probably has the, uh, you know, largest 
base of partners and ecosystem to go with. But if you look at today and you look at the customer base, today's customers becoming much more global in focus, not only in their infrastructure as they have to go out and build their organizations globally, but more important, it is the customers that they service are becoming more global. And if you look at the customers today, the vast majority of customers are turning to our trusted advisors, our partner ecosystem, to provide that extra level of support and value to bring them the solutions that they need to go out and provide their employees and their customers a superior experience. So if you truly want to go out and build and meet the needs of the partner ecosystem, if that partner ecosystem is becoming more global in nature, you know, the suppliers really need to transform with that. And so for us, it was, you know, we've been in the European markets, the UK for over 10 years. We have close to 500 employees there. So as we go out and we look to where do we really want to make our next foothold in the market, we, we really looked at UK is, you know, our second home. And as we looked at that and we wanted to launch our channel and launch really our messaging to our partners, there we felt there was no better time to do it than to do it with the uh, inaugural launch of the Channel Partner Show in the UK. Well, Mary, it's uh, really exciting for us to be able to do that. And, and naturally, the big reason that we can do it is because companies like yours are uh, so involved now uh, overseas. So uh, thank you for that. I wanted to ask you more about Channel Evolution Europe. Uh, since you yourself were in a panel discussion at the show and got to spend some time talking with the folks over the year, uh, do you have a couple of takeaways uh, from the event itself that you could uh, share with our audience? Sure. Uh, what I found was you had a very engaged but emerging channel ecosystem. That ecosystem is built a lot like all other ecosystems that I've dealt with in the partner community, which is they want to provide a large set of solutions to their portfolio customers. They wanna go out and learn about what those solutions are so they could go out and bring the true value to their portfolio of end users. But many of these partners also exhibit a lot of the same needs that partners in other parts of the world have. You know, you need to be able to provide them a level of support that is far superior than what you would expect uh, or what most other customers or partners would expect, right? So for us, it's about providing that superior partner experience because for us to be able to go out and provide that true customer experience, we need to go out and provide the partner that superior level of experience prior to that. And I think when we spoke to the partners, what we realized is that they truly wanted to partner with the organization that not only understood what their customer needs were, but really what were the needs of their organization as that intermediary to provide the solution to their end user. They were really, really open to understanding, you know, what worked in other parts of the globe, what were other partners doing that, you know, really allowed them to show value to their portfolio customers that they could learn from. And I just got the, you know, I just got this feeling that they were very open to listening and learning and using that to go out and build a true partner program in the UK. That's great to learn about, Mario, as, you know, I didn't get to make the trip over to Europe, but there is one thing that I am super excited about. This is the whole reason I wanted to talk to you today, and it's it's about the end users that you mentioned, and then, of course, how those partners can help them, and that is, what are some of the new products and services Vonage has to offer that partners should know about? And also, follow-up question, what's coming down the line in 2020? 
Great. Thank you. So if you look at what we're trying to accomplish here and with the brand revitalization under the One Vantage platform, really what Vantage is going out and relaunched around is we have really transformed our business over the last 20 years. We were always known as that early pioneer in VoIP services, but an early pioneer in that consumer small business space. Over the last five years, we've really put together a the world's most flexible communications platform that's built for enterprise. So if you look at our stack today, it is 100% owned by Vonage, uh, controlled by Vonage, and developed by Vonage to go out and meet the needs of the enterprise customer. And that could be either unified communications, contact center, integrations into CRMs or Salesforce, for instance, or our API platform for our developers. Um, so now that we have this enterprise level technology stack, for us, it's how do we continue to develop that as we continue to expand the roadmap to continue to meet the needs of those customers? So one of the things we're really excited about that we just announced is our new Vonage meetings. With Vonage meetings, it is really the latest innovation to our Vonage Business Cloud UC platform. And really what it does is it includes, it's included in all our uh, Vonage Business Cloud uh, user accounts, and it provides businesses, businesses the ability to activate conversations anywhere and everywhere. Um, and it really what it does, Vonage Meetings does is it leverages APIs through our API platform to enable collaboration via voice, SMS, social, team messaging, email, and video. And this is all done through a single interface right in our uh, user portal. So we're really excited about our Vonage meetings that's coming out. Uh, it's, it was just launching. It'll be included in all new accounts for Vonage business going forward. And the other place we're spending a lot of uh, time and efforts around development is really around our contact center. When you look at contact center as a service, it really is about how our customers want to communicate with their customers to provide them a superior level of service. And as you know, you know, communications today is profoundly changing where it used to be, you know, you pick up a phone, and you talk to someone today, much more wants to be omni-channel. So may it be, you know, text or SMS or video or chat, you know, the ability to go out and provide a solution to our customers that meets the needs of their end users anytime, anywhere is where we're making a tremendous amount of development and uh, solutions today. Um, so, for instance, things like uh, adding AI functionality into our contact center and continuing to expand that feature set so we could go out and provide a better level of service to our customers so they could give a better level of customer of service to their end users as well as their employees. Well, that all sounds really great, particularly Vonage meetings. Of course, you should know, Mario, that Kevin doesn't really get out of bed very early and, and he works from home, so he wouldn't be able to put on the video because he hasn't showered by time noon rolls around. And that's the greatest thing about Vonage meetings for people like Kevin who, you know, do not like going in front of the video or, you know, or like the shower, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's the ability to communicate through really different mediums at any given time just so you could collaborate better, not only internally, but externally with your customers. So many ways to do it, for sure, for sure. You know, Mario, that was great stuff. A lot of a lot of stuff on the European channel, all the great things Vonage is doing, the new One Vonage brand, and then, you know, maybe lost and hopefully lost in there is the fact that I don't shower. 
<laughs> we, we learn something every time we do one of these, Kevin. That's right. That's for sure. Uh, well, thanks so much for your time today, Mario. Appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays to you and best of luck uh, to Vonage here in the coming year. Happy holidays to you and thank you very much for the time. Thanks again, Mario. Once again, Kevin, our guests deliver great feedback on our Channel Evolution Europe event and really looking forward to seeing what Mario and the Vonage team have in store for the channel in 2020. Well said, Craig. Speaking of Channel Evolution Europe, I think we should highlight that our inaugural European event was beyond sold out. That's right, Craig. We even built into the hallways in London to make it work. And we exceeded our, air quotes, ballroom event, and air quotes, expectations of 200 plus total participants by taking that number all the way up over 350. A lot of great education and EMEA channel conversations being had in London a few weeks ago. And we'll be at it again next year. Definitely stay tuned to this podcast and forget that Lost in Space segment you heard earlier. And uh, Channel Partners Online as the details for this next year's Channel Evolution Europe event become available. Definitely happening in London again late in the year for 2020. Can't wait, Craig. Speaking of can't wait, I understand the editor and you drummed up some holiday prose or poetry for us to serenade the audience with. I think those are two different things, aren't they? Not synonymous? Uh, anyway. You're the editor, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. Perhaps you've heard of a little ditty called The Twelve Days of Christmas? Craig, I sure have. Well, I got one for you here. This is The Twelve Days of Channel. Sounds pretty amazing. What's not amazing is, for our audience, we're going to sing it, buddy. Oh, wow. So what you're telling everyone is to maybe want to hit the silence or mute button uh, for the next about two minutes, roughly. Yeah, and we're going to do them a favor and not go all the way through like the first day of channel, the second day of channel, the first day of channel and on back because that would take about 15 minutes. We're actually going to appreciate our audience and, and just start at the 12 mark. How does that sound for you? That sounds like a plan. If I'm looking at number 12, I'm hoping you're reading that one. Uh, yes, uh, I, I will do that one. Excellent. On the 12th day of channel, my vendor gave to me recommendations to read channel partners online and channel futures. Master agent liaisons. Sales coaching and support. Best in breed products. Sales pipeline visibilities. Guaranteed qualities of service. Hot technologies. Service level agreements. Sales engineers, IT certifications, and, and a, a successful, successful partner, partner program. program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Craig, that was that was some fun right there. Very well written, and especially the end part. I think our partners and vendors can always appreciate a good old fashioned successful partner program, right? They certainly can. Now, a good old fashioned song was sung by Craig and Kevin. Now that's another story. I mean, at least we didn't hit him with a movie trailer on this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, Craig, that was some true lyrical genius from you right there. Yeah. What do you say we wrap this present up here for the few gluttons for punishment that might actually still be listening? I think that's a fantastic idea, buddy. And you can check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Just go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, type in Channel Partners Online in the search bar. Of course, you can find us always on what, Kevin? The flagship. Channelpartnersonline.com. <laughs>
Thanks, everyone, for listening. And to everyone out there, we hope you have a very, very happy holiday season and all the best for a successful new year. Couldn't say it better. Really excited to be back on air, as they say, come 2020. Who let him back in here? See you in 2020, everyone. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on.